This is Believe Your Ears. I'm Rich Kinsley. Pittsburgh has contributed so many jazz visionaries and innovators that it's hard to chronicle them all. A few weeks ago, we looked at three Pittsburgh jazz pianists of great talent, revered by those in the know, but not well known at all to a wider audience. Dodo Marmorosa, Sonny Clark, and Horace Parlin. Today, we look at three more Pittsburgh-born musicians from the big band era, mostly forgotten and undeservedly so, given their contributions. As before, representative videos are available on my Get Rhythm blog. Some claim that Pitcairn is the birthplace of trombonist Robert DeWeese Cutshaw, known to the world by his nickname of Cutty. Others claim he was born in Huntington County, east of Altoona. Whatever, Cutshaw, born in 1911, played around Pittsburgh in the 30s. He was influenced by one of that era's greatest jazz and Dixieland trombonists, Jack Teagarden. Cutchell left town and he played with various bands and finally found fame when he joined Benny Goodman in 1940. He spent two years there before three years in the Army. After World War II, he became a freelance musician in Manhattan. He played nightclubs, jazz clubs, did recording sessions, and worked on television and radio, including an early 60s stint on Arthur Godfrey's weekday CBS radio show. Cutchell became a fixture in tenor guitarist Eddie Condon's popular small Dixieland group, the main attraction at Condon's Manhattan nightclub. Cutchell was playing with Condon in Toronto in 1968 when he died at age 56 of a heart attack. With Ray Brown, understandably the best-known Pittsburgh jazz bassist, few recall Eddie Safransky, born on Christmas Day of 1918. Safransky initially studied violin, then moved to the bass. He worked around here with the Marty Greger Orchestra before joining the nationally known Hal McIntyre Orchestra. Safransky's aggressive approach to the bass was inspired by groundbreaking 1940s Duke Ellington sideman Jimmy Blanton. Famed West Coast band leader Stan Kenton hired Safransky in 1945. A year later, 1946, Safransky invented an electric pickup that he mounted on the bottom of his instrument and used an amplifier, which made sense given the high volume of Kenton's orchestral music. Kenton even commissioned a composition titled Safransky, also known as Artistry and Bass, to showcase Safransky's talents. Safransky later joined Charlie Barnett's orchestra. He worked for a while with Benny Goodman. Eventually, he also settled into New York recording session work, as well as regular stints on NBC radio and television. Safransky eventually returned to California. He died there in 1974. He was only 56. McDonald, Pennsylvania was the birthplace of guitarist Barry Galbraith, born there in 1919. A studio musician and educator, in his early days he was a guitarist at WJAS, back in the day when nearly all radio stations featured live music and employed full-time or part-time musicians. Galbraith left town around 1940. He ended up joining the renowned Claude Thornhill Orchestra, known for its elegant sound and its gifted arranger, Gil Evans. After military service, Galbraith returned to Thornhill as Evans began creating a modern sound that would inspire Miles Davis on albums like Birth of the Cool and Miles Ahead. In the 50s, Galbraith settled in Manhattan to teach work on sessions, and play in clubs. Even experienced professional guitarists studied with Galbraith, who would go on to publish instruction books, but only ever made one solo recording of his own. When the Manhattan recording studio scene shifted to rock music in the late 60s, he moved to Vermont. Health problems later forced him to curtail his playing and focus solely on teaching. He died in 1983. 
His name may not have the cachet of the better-known greats of Pittsburgh jazz, but among guitarists in the know, Barry Galbraith is revered and respected. For Believe Your Ears, I'm Rich Kinsley. Thanks for listening.